you're listening to Baby Steps with Matt and Adam, where we learn the basics of the Christian faith together through steps so small they seem ridiculous. Let's get going. Coming in at number eight of the Ten Commandments, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean, Adam? Glad you asked. It means we should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. Whoa. All right, say that again. We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray her, slander him, hurt her reputation, but defend him, speak well of her, and explain everything in the kindest way. Whew. All right. So as we're going through these commandments, we're recognizing what God is protecting. Yes. In a broken world, things need to be protected. And in this commandment, we are protecting the honor and good reputation of our neighbor. Yes. And so it turns out, like if you go back to murder and adultery and stealing, you have God's protecting the gift of our bodies protecting the gift of marriage and spouses. He's protecting the gift of having property and things to care for. And in this one, it's uh, protecting good reputation and honor and people's words and not kind of throwing them away Mm -hmm. and uh, canceling them, ruining their lives by making up lies or spreading rumors or, as we'll get to, even announcing something that's true. Yeah, because growing up, the way this was presented to me was if it was protecting anything, it was protecting the truth. Right. It was, it was, you shall not lie. Right. And not, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And it was always more about like whether or not I say something that's true. But in this, it's no, you're defending the reputation and the honor of those around you. Of a person. Of a person. This is again for your neighbor. We don't mm-hmm. lie for your neighbor. So um, the example we used to always have growing up was if you're in Nazi Germany, you're hiding Jews in the wall. Right. They say, do you have any Jews? Uh, the, the big issue was, do I lie to the Nazis? Right, and, because that was seen as a violation of the Ten Commandments. But right. uh, you 100% lie. Yes, because what we'll get to, what we'll show is not lying. There are authority structures who judge. And so you're lying to the Nazis because you're like, you don't have the authority to take someone's life based on what they believe or who, where they were yes. born. And so I gladly am not just going to be like, well, I have to tell the truth. They're all in the wall. No, you're protecting yeah. their life. And that's the whole point is that you're protecting the honor of someone. You're protecting um, their ability to make a living, mm-hmm. their ability to live in a community. And when you just lie about them, or make up stuff, mm-hmm. or even stuff you know is true to ruin them, this is, you're in worse shape than the person who's committed the sin you're announcing. Right. So, okay. So let's break this down because yeah. it, it works itself out in the two realms, yes. uh, civil and private. So within the civil realm, uh, the the way you go about this is if you see someone commit a crime or commit uh, what you would say is a sin, the, the guideline here is would you be considered a legal witness right. to this event? Right. So uh, originally in Jerusalem, or Jerusalem, the, the Jewish 
Israel, they had a great system of governing, mm-hmm. but it was dependent upon faithful witnesses. Mm-hmm. So when you are witnessing something, you have to be fearless and say, here's what I actually saw. Mm-hmm. Even if you think the guy's guilty, and they do that in court today when you go to jury duty, they try to explain to you, um, you have to be a witness, meaning it's not just what you think is happening and how you, and, and judging that person's heart and you know they're a bad person and so mm-hmm. you don't care. No, you have to say, I did not see this or I did see that. Yes. And so in the court system and in structures of authority, there is the... Um, God-given authority to judge mm-hmm. and to say, you are a thief, you are a liar, you are this, you are that, and they pronounce judgment. So in what we're trying to say is God has created systems that get to judge. Right. And they are under a higher calling and have to be fair and not be corrupt and not take bribes and things like that. And as a normal citizen, you are under the calling of if you are able or eligible to be a legal witness in a case, then you by all means are allowed to do that. But if for any reason you cannot legally prove what you've seen or thought, then don't say anything. Right. So this is all, again, to protect your neighbor's legal rights, to protect their body, their marriage, their property, and their reputation from complete suffering. Mm -hmm. So there's the legal realm. But then we have a spiritual realm, and this really hits home because the spiritual jurisdiction of this bleeds into, uh, there's a lot of conversations, but really we'll talk about backbiting and gossip. This is where we fail to keep the Eighth Commandment the most. The most, because really, and this is, doesn't take rocket scientists to prove this, uh, we enjoy mm-hmm. hearing evil more than we enjoy hearing good. Right. And this can be simply proven by your Netflix watch history of the things... Your news feed on your phone. The things that we constantly engage in, it's usually uh, slander and gossip about another human. And we sit in judges in our uh, sofa thrones and get to dole out judgment over the people we see play out on our screens. Right. So essentially, we live in a culture of gossip Mm -hmm. and of judgment without any authority and without any witnesses. So whatever article you read, and we, I, we've always had this culture. It's going, it's been going on for a long time. It was going on in 1517 with Luther. Um, But I remember, especially now with the social media, anyone writes a story, anyone thinks they have some gossip, they have something, they just say it, and then that person is. Uh, suffers a bad reputation and Mm -hmm. it happens. But all that, you know that. Where this hits home for us is, as the people of God, if you know somebody sinned and you know they've done something bad, unless you're willing to go to that person or go to the authorities, then shut up. Don't become a worse sinner by destroying someone when you don't even have the courage or the love to correct them. So let's break it down to the smallest, then we'll go out. So in the smallest way, mm-hmm. I work with you, Matt. If I see you're doing something sinful or destructive, I can either... Or even just a bad job. Just a bad job. I can either just sit with it and just forgive you and go, whatever. I cannot go and start talking to everybody in the church saying, can you believe Matt does this? I know. But it's true. He really, He really didn't do that thing or did mm-hmm. do that thing. That is wrong of me. 
If you have a problem with someone in your community and you're going and talking about it, you are sinning. Right. It's not pleasing to God. And what God is asking of us is to put the best construction on our, our neighbors, to protect them with your honor, so that whenever you hear someone talking bad, your responses are, I don't believe that. That's not true. He's a good guy or she's a great person. Or to say, are you, have you talked to the, the person? Have you talked to Matt, Adam? No, because I don't, I don't know everything. Oh, then why are you acting as a judge if you don't know everything? Right. Then why are you telling me about it? Go, go talk to him. Exactly. And the ultimate is, oh, you think someone is a horrible person and you're announcing it? Have they announced it? Is it public? Is it something that we all know? Then go to a judge. Go to an authority. Mm -hmm. In the home, it would be like, go to your mom and dad. They're your authority. And they are there to help you by confronting bad things with truth. So like our mouths are used to help. You're right. Not destroy. So if, if someone has sinned against you and it is eating at you, you do have... And you're in a relationship with them and you think it will be helpful, you you do have the prerogative to go directly to that person and speak to her and yeah. say, Hey, uh, this is really bothering me. And you speak to them you speak to them out of love and in the hopes that it will restore the relationship and help that person and their reputation in the future. Right. Because We're, it's love. It's just love. But if you can't do that then the best course of action is to go, Lord, forgive them and save them from this. And Lord, I choose to forgive them. And you let, you let it go and you move on with your life. Because there is no commandment from God for you to go tell other people about other people's sins. Yes. That's not the commandment. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem, let's say now within the church and you know it, you've seen it and you came to me as pastor, that would be right. I have some authority. We have some authority over our little church right. to help and to give some authority. Yeah. You come to us, we would say, go talk to the person you're mad at. Go mm-hmm. talk to them about that. Let them know and see how they respond. If, that, if then it doesn't go well and they're like, well, I'm going to publicly keep sinning. I don't care. Then you bring me and Matt. Yes. And you have the witnesses. Then we go through a whole order before we all officially go, oh, this guy's or this gal is destructive. Mm-hmm. So now that we know they're destructive, we would say, yeah, stay away, <laughs> stay yeah. away. They got they got issues. Because then but, you're free. Then you're free to really just break off the relationship, and you're allowed to just be like, cool, we're not gonna engage be- right now. Because there's judgment that's mm-hmm. been uh, properly made. So mm-hmm. again, this isn't. The question we always have is, well, I mean, we have to speak out against injustice and wrong, and we have, can't say everybody's okay and act like they're not sinning. No, but there's order to it, and there's real authority to doling out justice mm-hmm. and suffering. And part of the suffering would be, like in a church community, we're going to ask you not to come here anymore and withhold the Lord's Supper because we've gone through these steps. But again, that would be up to me and Matt, right. not to you. Right. Your job is to go to the person. And then ultimately use our words to cloak people, to justify them, to love them. Mm -hmm. And so when you're lying, most of the time we're lying for our own benefit, right? So it's either going to secure a good job for us or secure something for us as we hurt another person, or it's just fun to talk about someone else and judge them. Because it makes you feel less of a bad person. And I got to say... Uh, several years ago, I have been uncomfortable 
with our political system and the way uh, both sides, I'm not taking a side here, but the way we make fun of and say things about our leaders, right. which have not been substantiated and are outrageous, right. both sides. And so I recognize we live in a culture where we're all very comfortable doing that. But just recognize this, the more comfortable you are saying things that are not substantiated about even a famous person, it's going to be happening to you. It comes back. Like mm-hmm. you get comfortable with that, you're going to start doing it to people you know and love. And the people who listen to you do it, they'll be talking about you. That's a rule I teach my kids. Like if someone's talking to you about someone else, just know they're going to be talking about you to someone else. And Grace really gets it. My daughter's just <laughs> like, yeah, I think about that when things are going down at lunch and I get really nervous about my friends. And I'm like, good. Yeah. So at the end of the day, yes. when you start to realize, oh, no, I totally do this all the time, yeah. or you're dealing with uh, someone that you're angry with or someone who has hurt you, this should always lead you to repentance and forgiveness. Yes. That you repent and say, Lord, I have broken this commandment. I have not used my mouth and my words to protect and honor my neighbor. I've used them to destroy and defame my neighbor. Please forgive me. And Jesus says, I do. I forgive you. And I speak what's true. And I say that you are my child with whom I am well pleased. And I say that about your neighbor too. Amen. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit to walk within this. But its value is great to us. So this is the eighth commandment. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean, Adam? It means we should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray them, slander them, or hurt their reputation, but defend them, speak well of them, and explain everything in the kindest way. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. 